another episode of Us Anxious Folk. I am your host Lauren and I'm coming to you from a sort of dreary Sunday afternoon. (laughs) Um, Today's episode I wanted to talk a bit about something that makes me feel a little bit uneasy to be honest. Um, I wanted to talk about that fear of going crazy. You know that moment where you're mid-panic and you feel scared that you're maybe going to say something or yell something out or do something crazy, you know, and you feel like you're not quite in control of your body or of your mind. (laughs) Um, You can feel quite removed from the situation. Uh, It can manifest as feeling like things aren't real, feeling like you're not really there, Um, being unsure about whether or not what you think is happening is actually happening, which sounds, uh, doesn't sound as bad as it feels, you know, it's actually something that feels so incredibly jarring, especially when you are in that moment of panic, to worry that you are going to suddenly lose your mind and do something scary and to be scared of that. It is, um, very, very confronting and it's happened to me a couple of times Um, So I thought I would talk about it a bit because, I mean, I'm still learning, but there are a few things that help me to get through that. I've, I've learned along the way Um, and they're techniques. Oh, I I don't know if they're techniques, but (laughs) they're things that, that do help me. Um, And so I wanted to talk about them a little bit. Uh, So in this episode, I'm going to be talking about my experiences with fear of going crazy, uh, why why this happens, why does our body um, and brain suddenly decide that we're going to go insane and lose our minds, Um, and then the things that help me through that. Um, So if this is something that happens to you, buckle up, (laughs) because we're going to start going into it in um, detail. This beautiful bird has just flown into my yard. Um, Wow. Anyway, so (laughs) let's get into it. So I guess this whole, um, you know, feeling like you're scared, you're going to go crazy. It can be termed as disassociation, derealization, depersonalization. But for me, it kind of feels more, um, I don't know, more, more, I guess it resonates with me more to say, I'm just scared that I'm going to go crazy. It just feels more real to me saying it that way. I don't know why, Um, but, you know, call it whatever you will. It is terrifying. The times that it's happened to me have been very confronting. Um, There are two times in particular that stand out in my mind. One of them I spoke about quite a while ago. Uh, It was last year when we went back to work after a lockdown and I found that adjustment really tricky. And I remember I was having a panic attack at work and I went to the bathroom And I couldn't figure out whether or not I was really in the bathroom. So I'm sitting on the toilet having a wee and I'm like, am I actually weeing on the toilet right now or am I weeing in the store? Like, did I actually walk to the toilet or am I still at my counter? Um, And I just couldn't figure it out. And it was such a startling feeling. And I remember I flushed the toilet and 
went out and stood in front of the basin while I was washing my hands and looked at my reflection in the mirror and nothing looked real. I didn't look real. The bathroom didn't look real. And I just had the strongest urge to scream out, to make some kind of, you know, loud noise just to know whether or not I was really there. Um, and it felt awful. And I remember going and telling my manager um, at the time, the floor manager, I went and took her aside and I was sobbing and I said, I feel like I'm going crazy. And I remember she was quite nice about it, but she also said, um, don't go crazy. Like you're not going to, you're not going to go crazy. Right. <laughs> and the question scared me because here I was crying because I didn't know whether or not I was going to go crazy. I felt like I was going crazy. And for her to be like, you're not going to go crazy. Are you? I'm like, I was relying on you to tell me that I'm not going to go crazy. And so that, that just shows that when you're in that moment, it can be so confronting and, um, it can really make you feel like you are outside of yourself. And then the other time this happened, which prompted me to record this episode, was recently at my current job. Um, and the thing that stood out to me was that it wasn't a bad day. I wasn't panicking. I wasn't tired. I wasn't anxious. <laughs> it had just been a normal day. And um, I turned my head at one point. Uh, and I saw a shadow in the corner of my eye and I know it was my hair. It was a dark shadow. I have a fringe. <laughs> my hair is dark. So I knew it was my fringe. And so that, I guess, was the first conscious thought I had. And I want I say conscious, but this, it wasn't even really a conscious thing. It was just, I turned my head, I saw a shadow, I knew it was my hair. You know, it, it kind of happened without me really thinking about it. But then this random thought popped into my head of what if that was a hallucination? Like, what if you're seeing shit right now? And I sort of thought, where has that thought come from? Um, and I was like, that's weird, but it didn't even matter that I, you know, part of me was confused by that thought because the other part of me, the, the lizard brain part of me was already freaking out. I had already started panicking. Um, I was already not breathing properly. I was already starting to feel um, hyper alert and a little bit sweaty. And I just, I started sitting there thinking this cascade of terrifying thoughts. Uh, you probably know the ones I'm talking about, but it was like, um, you know, what if, what if I'm hallucinating right now? What if I'm going crazy? What if I am going to go crazy right now and my boss is going to have to calm me down? And what if I'm going to get up and start yelling and crying and sobbing? And then everyone from work is going to come down into my office and say, what's wrong with her? And my boss will be like, I don't know. One second she was fine. And now she's gone fucking insane. And they're going to have to take me to hospital and it's going to be really embarrassing. And, you know, like it was like in a matter of milliseconds, it just escalated so badly. And I had to get myself off my desk, go to the bathroom, which seems to be where I always go when I start to feel panicked, kind of the place I go to collect myself. I don't know if that happens to anyone else or if that's just me. Um, but I took myself off to the bathroom and I sat in the cubicle just trying to regulate my breathing and just trying to sort of come back to my senses, I guess. Uh, but 
it was kind of like the damage was done. Like it, it, that day was quite stressful in the end because I was feeling so anxious. And then on the drive home, I was anxious again and I felt really uneasy within myself. And then the next morning when I got in the car to drive to work, it was like I was looking for that feeling again. Like I was checking whether or not it was there. And I remember thinking to myself, what am I doing? Like, I know that if I look for panic feelings, I'll find them. (laughs) I will generate them in order to find them. So I really had to kind of like grab a hold of myself and be like, it's okay. You know, if you're going to go crazy right now, that's okay too. Um, Don't, don't let this be something that you are scared of because if it's going to happen, then that's okay. Um, You know, which if you followed me for a while, you know that it's okay is kind of my catchphrase. (laughs) It's okay if you shit your pants, it's okay. Um, So yeah, but it it took a couple of days for me to kind of re-regulate. And it was interesting to me that, you know, all the other times I'd had I'd had this um, sensation of going crazy and of, of being scared of going crazy had been when I was in a high stress situation, when I was quite anxious, when I was already having a panic attack perhaps, when I was, you know, changing from one medication to another. All the other times that it had happened, I could pinpoint sort of why it had happened. But this time it had just really come out of nowhere and um, that I guess was kind of a really upsetting thing to happen I guess um but so I did a little bit of research on why this happens I was actually talking to the last guest on the podcast about it Holly um I hope you loved the episode with Holly she's amazing but so we were talking about it and I I said to her for me it feels like I'm slipping sideways inside myself um it's like me the me that is me falls to the side and the the panicked, crazy, unregulated Lauren comes to the forefront. And it's like the the real Lauren is sort of sitting there in the corner trying to regain control of my body and I can't quite get there. Um, and it's such a weird sensation when it happens because I swear I can physically feel myself slipping sideways. Um I mean, that probably sounds crazy, but (laughs) that's what it feels like for me. And I said to her, I think that it happens because of adrenaline, but naturally I had to Google and do a little bit of research about why it does occur. And basically it is, um, it is just one of those fun symptoms that occur when, um, you know, when your body goes into fight or flight. And so because in those moments of, of stress and anxiety, when you are feeling panicked, you start breathing differently. And, you know, half the time we don't even notice that we're breathing differently. A lot of people say that panic attacks cause hyperventilation. Well, that doesn't sound right to me. Hyperventilating? I don't know. (laughs) You know when a word just, you say it and you're like, is that the word? It sounds weird to me right now. But anyway, you hyperventilate when you panic. But for me, I've always said, well, I don't really hyperventilate. Like that's not the thing that I notice. It's not that hard for me to catch my breath. Um, but I, after years and years of dealing with this, I've noticed that I do breathe differently. Um, and it's very subtle, but 
it's like I don't take in as much air as I usually do because I'm um, I'm not taking deep breaths. I'm taking quite shallow breaths. And so when you breathe differently, obviously the chemistry in your body changes and uh, you know, when your pupils dilate to bring in more light, which is one of the things that happens with the fight or flight response, it can give everything that too bright look. Um, I'm trying to think of that show. Uh, I want to say The Bold and the Beautiful, but I don't think that's it. You know where everything looks like slightly glossy and a bit too bright? And I guess that's that's kind of the look that that the world gets when you are in that fight or flight response because what you're supposed to be focusing on is the threat, you know. You're supposed to be hyper-focused on the threat. And so things genuinely look different. And, again, when you are searching for the threat and things look different and things sort of feel a little bit, um, you know, a little bit distanced from reality because of the way you're breathing and because of the way things look – it can make you feel like things aren't real. Um, and I guess it's also in a way the body's way of protecting itself. Your your way of, you know, self-preservation is to detach a little bit. When there's something happening that is so uh, traumatic and so stressful on the body and holy moly, I mean, what a panic attack if not traumatic and stressful on the body, right? So when that happens your body's way of kind of protecting you, your brain's way of protecting you is to kind of slip sideways, to detach a little bit. Um, But then you also have that part of you who is super attached in that moment to the outcome. And that's the lizard brain, the survival brain, you know, the part of you that is able to act without thinking about it. Because the part of you that thinks, your consciousness is not in the driver's seat at that moment. So I guess it makes sense as to why I feel like I slip sideways. Um, because yeah, the conscious part of me is not in the driver's seat at that minute. It's, it's the Lauren who just reacts. (laughs) Um, and so that was interesting for me to know, but then I was like, so hang on, why did this happen to me on a normal day when I was just sitting in my swivel chair, tapping away on the computer, not, not panicking. I wasn't in the fight or flight response in that moment. And I did a little bit of research on that and a little bit of thinking as well. Um, And I guess I came to the conclusion that um, what happened was that habitual patterning of looking for the worst case scenario. So when I saw that hair in the corner of my eye, even though I knew it was my fringe, that thought came up of, what if you're hallucinating right now? And the only reason that thought came up is because I am so well trained at looking for something bad. (laughs) You know, my brain is like, if there's a problem, we're going to fucking find it so that we can avoid it. You know? (laughs) So I do sometimes think of the worst case before I think of anything else. And it's not a conscious thing anymore. It's not something that I'm doing deliberately. You know, I don't, necessarily get in the car anymore and and think but what if I need to pee or what if I need to poo five seconds into the drive because I know that if I do that I will oh sorry (laughs) you guys know pig loves to bark when I'm trying to record anything um so yeah when I do that when I get in the car and when I look for something to go wrong I will always find it and it will make life quite difficult for me so 
I think it's just that leftover patterning where I'm not consciously doing it, but there is a little voice that says, hey, but what if this bad thing, this terrible thing, this awful thing that will embarrass and shame you, what if that's going to happen right now? And uh, I don't know if I could have stopped that thought from happening and I don't know if I could have stopped my body from reacting with panic because the thing was it was all such a quick such a quick thing <laughs> like it, it was underway before I had even really realized and then I was like oh buckle up like here we go so I I don't know if I could have changed any of that but I think maybe coming around from that I could have not been so scared the next morning of it happening again you know I could have sat in the car and said okay maybe heading that that um, you know question off with an answer before the question even came up maybe getting in the car first thing in the morning and saying well yesterday I was a little bit scared that I was gonna go crazy and today I just want to tell my body and my consciousness and my heart that if we're gonna go crazy today then that's all right you know I've got you and then maybe that would have set me up a bit better but on to the um the ways that I that I help myself through that fear of going crazy. Um, the first one is that I always try and interact with people. And that is the hardest thing to do in that moment. It's the one thing that you don't want to do. When you're scared that you are going to go crazy and that you're going to accidentally say something awful, um, it sounds funny saying that, you know, accidentally say something awful. How do you accidentally say something awful? But in that moment of panic, it's like I'm terrified that I'm going to just yell. I'm going to just scream and people will be like, what is going on? Um, but, you know, I'm too far gone to be able to control myself at that point. So in that moment, when you feel scared that that's going to happen, you want to run away from people because if your fear is that, people are going to see you lose your mind and they're going to judge you and that they're going to think you're crazy. You don't want to be around them. <laughs> you want to be away from the people so that if it does happen, they're not going to judge you. Um, and so, of course, of course, the one thing you need to do is you need to be around the people. Um, I always liken it to a Slater bug. I don't know if you guys know what I'm talking about, the Slater bug, because I know some people call them butchy boys and some people call them, I don't know, they're called different things all over the world. But they're those little grey bugs that um, can roll up. You know, when you poke them, they're tiny. You poke them and they roll up because they're trying to defend themselves. I feel like that's so often what happens with panic attacks and with anxiety is that we roll up, we curl up into ourselves and we don't move because we are so scared of something hurting us. Um, and so, you know, when that, when that fear of going crazy occurs, that's the first thing we're inclined to do is to roll up and to defend ourselves by staying contracted. So the most important thing to do is to um, expand in that moment. So I make damn sure that I talk to people that day at work recently when I had that fringe hallucination weird episode, <laughs> I made a big effort, even though 
the rest of the day was filled with anxiety. I made a big effort to joke, to talk to my coworkers, to, um, you know, to interact with people in the lunchroom. When I passed someone, I would make sure that I said something. And the reason I did that is because it was the last thing that I wanted to do. And I really believe it's important that when we are stuck in our own heads and when we are scared and when we feel like we're slipping away from ourselves, the most important thing to do is to interact with the world around us because it brings you out of that space where you are so terrified of your own brain and of what you're going to do. It reminds you that there are people out there. There are other people. It's not just you. You're not just the only person in the world who is maybe going to go crazy in this moment. You know what I mean? Like there are other people around and they're all different. They're all different. And it it's so hard to remember that when you are in that moment of panic. So it's so important to expand, to interact, to talk to people. Um, and if that for you is like maybe going for a walk, like if this is something that happens when you're at home, um, taking yourself out for a walk or phoning someone but ideally if you could face them or you know be physically around people um, I find that is what helps the most because it also helps to regulate your nervous system when we are around somebody else it's so much easier for us to regulate than for when we are on our own when we are on our own we're ruled by um ourselves really our nervous system is ruled by what our nervous system is doing whereas when we are around somebody else um our mirror neurons are actually able to uh sort of mimic what somebody else's body what their inner mind what their nervous system is doing um especially if you can hug someone you know if you can kind of embrace someone touch someone uh all of that can be really helpful so seeing a friend or going for a walk and making sure that you smile and talk to everybody you walk past or, you know, you don't have to have a conversation with them, but, you know, take the dog for a walk and smile and say, hi, good morning, good afternoon to the people you walk past. Just get in the world and interact with the world around you is a huge, huge one for me. The next thing that helps me a lot when I'm feeling crazy or feeling scared that I'm going to go crazy is to do something that makes me just feel happy, Um, just fills me with joy. For you, that may be dancing or, um, gosh, I don't know, playing PlayStation or something. (laughs) I don't know what it is, but we all have something that just lights us up. Maybe it's swimming, Um, you know, maybe going for a jog, maybe doing yoga. For me, there's something recently that just Every time I do it, it makes me so happy. It makes me feel just so connected to myself and who I um, who I feel like I really am. This sounds silly, but it's this YouTube channel called Pasta Grannies. And it is um, basically they interview all these nonnas in Italy um, and these nonnas explain how they make their pasta and you know their like signature pasta recipe and they're only like little four or five minute episodes but because I am somebody who is obsessed with Italy (laughs) I watch these pasta grannies and it just not only does make me hungry but it just makes me feel like the world is okay like there are these women who have lived their full 
their full lives in something that feels like such a different world from me. You know, the Italian countryside feels miles away from the Melbourne suburbs, uh, you know, just in, in looks, if not distance. But there are these women who have lived and who have done interesting, amazing things, who have lived these lives, and they often talk a little bit about, um, you know, the way they grew up and it just, everything about it just makes me feel so connected to the world and it makes me feel like everything is going to be okay because I'm like, I don't have to worry about me going crazy because here's this nonna from, you know, the Sicilian countryside who has been making lasagna since she was four (laughs) and whose uh, dad was horribly struck by lightning god that sounds awful I don't know why that makes me feel good but you know what I mean like they've lived these lives that just are full of so much stuff so much life um and it just it makes me feel so much better when I watch those episodes and I just feel I feel less crazy I always feel less crazy when I watch pasta grannies (laughs) so I highly recommend you um go and watch an episode and just see how you like it. But I guarantee you there is something like that for you that makes you feel at home, makes you feel lighthearted, makes you feel warm, makes you feel good. Maybe for you it's cooking. Maybe you like cooking pasta or eating. I freaking love eating pasta. Um, But something that takes you away from that drama of the moment. And I'm not saying that you're being overly dramatic by worrying about going crazy because I know it's not a conscious thing. It's not a rational thing. It's not a logical thing. Um, But it feels dramatic. That moment feels horribly dramatic. And so to take it to something lighthearted, something that makes you feel lighthearted, something that makes you feel um, love, makes you feel happy, makes you feel inspired, you know, to, to go from drama and darkness to something light and happy is everything is everything. The next thing that I recommend that often helps me get through those times is to sit down and really love myself through that moment. Um, And I mean, that sounds simplistic, but to tell myself that it's okay, because we get so wrapped up in trying to run away from the scary bad thing happening that we forget that if the scary bad thing happened, it actually wouldn't be half as bad as we think it would be. And also our control in that moment is um, irrelevant, you know? Like if something's going to happen for whatever reason, it's probably something that needs to happen. If I need to lose my shit in a moment and and scream out and do something crazy, it's probably because there's a lot of pent-up energy inside me that needs to get out. And people aren't going to react the way I expect them to. There's not suddenly going to be an army of people that come out and put me in a, in a straitjacket and lock me away forever. You know, it's, it's something that blows up in my mind, but in reality, it's actually something very small. And I think of it as, you know, me going insane and, and like I said, getting locked away and, um, you know, people judging me forever and thinking, fuck, she's bonkers. But (laughs) If it actually happened, if I did actually scream out, if I did actually, um, you know, if I did for that moment not know what was real, 
it wouldn't play out the way that my brain thinks it's going to play out because my brain is always looking for the worst possible thing that could happen and very rarely does the worst possible thing actually happen you know maybe a smidgen of it maybe just something um, like maybe me just yelling out and then my boss saying are you okay and me saying no (laughs) I'm not I don't feel good maybe I need to take the rest of the day off maybe I need to go home and watch some pasta grannies You know, so just loving myself through that moment and telling myself that whatever happens, it's okay and I can actually get through it, even if it's something awful, even if it's maybe I'm hallucinating right now, I will find a way through it because I've been through some awful shit before and I have always found my way through and I'm still here and I'm still talking about it. Um, I don't know if that's good or bad, but, you know, I've... I've been through some dark days and I'm still here and sure there are definitely more dark days to come because that's life but there are also some amazing days to come some wonderful days to come some light-filled days to come hopefully some days spent exploring Sicily because that'd be great but (laughs) you know there are some there are some things left that are going to be amazing and so I don't need to spend as much time as I think I do worrying about the dark days. So whatever that means for you to love yourself through that moment, maybe it's journaling, maybe it's writing yourself a letter, um, maybe it's just sitting there and, and, you know, just feeling love for yourself and telling yourself that it's okay. Above all, though, the main thing that I want to tell you from this episode is that if you are somebody who fears going crazy and you're you know, you experience some depersonalization, derealization, fear of losing your mind. You are not the only one. You are not crazy. Um, I walk with you. <laughs> anyway, I hope you guys are all having a lovely morning, afternoon, evening, whatever it is for you. Um, and thank you so much for the support on the podcast so far. It's been really, really lovely to hear your feedback. And um, if you would like to be a guest on the show, just contact me via Instagram or the website. Have a great day. Thank you for listening to the Us Anxious Folk podcast, the podcast for the chronically overwhelmed, perpetually panicked, anxious folk in all of us if you would like to find more about me you can find me on youtube at lauren rose or on instagram at lauren r underscore rose